This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 24th of May. In your Squiz today, Modi madness hits Sydney, Rolf Harris dies aged 93. Trump's being sued again, and an AFL legend's sudden exit. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, Narendra Modi has been the talk of the town since he arrived in Sydney yesterday morning. The Indian Prime Minister is the leader of the largest population in the world, and he's in town for two days of diplomacy and a big stadium appearance. Yeah, Modi spoke to a crowd of more than 20,000 people at Sydney Olympic Park last night, Mm. which just goes to show his appeal, at least with Aussies of Indian descent anyway. Mm. Uh, They might know who he is, but for those who need a quick look at Modi. He's been India's Prime Minister since 2014 and he's the leader of the right-wing Hindu Nationalist Party. Uh, He's been criticised for his hardline on Muslims in India, but his platform has been to lift hundreds of millions of his people out of poverty while also trying to improve the economy. And while Modi is clearly popular in Australia, with special buses and planes being chartered to bring supporters to that rally we mentioned, there is some analysis that his Australian trip is partly to help his image back home, where Modi's polls have been sliding. Yeah, you'd have to think why would an event in Australia have any impact on a country as big as India, Mm. but it certainly doesn't hurt Modi's standing at home. Uh, The hope is that his people will see scenes like those from Sydney last night and come to the conclusion that he's extremely popular. Uh, It's not just optics, though. India and Australia are using the visit to strengthen trade and defence ties. India is our sixth biggest trade partner and Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, who's meeting with him today, is looking to uh, increase that as a way to make Australia a bit less reliant on China for our economic health. Uh, And on the defence side, Modi has said that he wants close and military ties with Australia as China's influence in the region grows. And already Australia is hosting joint naval exercises with India, Japan and the US later this year. That's Exercise Malabar, which will be held in August and it's the first time that we've hosted. And India will be hosting the G20 in September and Australia will be at that meeting. Late last night, our time, Rolf Harris's family confirmed the disgraced entertainer, artist and child abuser died recently and has been laid to rest. Reports say he'd been receiving 24-hour care for neck cancer. Harris was Perth-born, but he was based in the UK for most of his life, and he spent three years in jail for indecently assaulting four girls and young women between 1968 and 1989. Yeah, and during that trial, which took place over 2013 and 14, Harris was described as a sinister pervert who had a demon lurking beneath his charming character. Uh, And reports say that within the entertainment industry in the UK, Harris was known as a creep. Uh, It was quite a fall from grace. Uh, In 2005, Harris was commissioned to paint a portrait of Queen Elizabeth for her 80th birthday. And that became quite an event that 
turned into a BBC special. Uh, And before that, he won some very big art prizes and was a very popular TV host. He was also in Australia's Music Hall of Fame for his contributions, including the 1960s hit song, Timey Kangaroo Down, that featured the wobble board. Harris was a huge cultural figure and a big deal in the UK and Australia. And Claire, I thought one commentator's thoughts were worth noting. She said words to the effect that in a colourful life, his legacy is painted black. Claire, there's a new development in what has to be one of the most publicised missing persons cases in history. Portugal's police are searching near a dam for the body of Madeleine McCann, a British girl who disappeared in 2007 when she was three years old. Yeah, the search by Portugal's police at that dam uh, is about 40 kilometres away from the holiday resort that Maddie and her family were staying at when she disappeared. And it was actually searched in 2008, which was the year after she went missing. Mm. Uh, What we know is that Portuguese police have named German man who's in prison as the sole suspect in the case, Uh, and his name is Christian Bruckner. He was known to have spent time around that body of water, which is why it's being searched again. And given that the lake has already been searched, it's unclear what the purpose of this new search is. The process is expected to take about two days. And last week was the anniversary of Maddie's 20th birthday and her parents posted to social media that they are never going to give up searching for her. It feels a bit like Groundhog Day, Claire. (laughs) Donald Trump is once again being sued by E. Jean Carroll for defamation after she just won a defamation case against him. And also, he's being sued for making the same comments. (laughs) Yeah, so Carol, of course, just a refresher, is a columnist. Mm. Uh, Trump was successfully sued by her uh, with a verdict coming down just a couple of weeks ago over claims that he sexually assaulted her in a New York department store change room in the 1990s. The defamation component of that case that has been run and done uh, was that Trump said that the claims were a fabrication and a hoax. Carol won that case. The jury awarded her $5 million. Uh, But after a couple of days, Trump went on CNN and repeated his assertion that Carol had made it up. Now, Carol has said she's going to seek $10 million in damages for this second round of alleged defamation. Trump, of course, has quite a bit on his plate without being sued. He is the front runner to be named the Republican candidate for president. And on that political front, his main rival, Ron DeSantis, is expected to officially throw his hat in the ring later this week. So big week. Claire, winning the AFL Premiership three times is is probably enough, don't you think? (laughs) It's a few times, yeah. (laughs) Certainly, that's what Damien Hardwick believes after the long-serving coach decided to step down from coaching the Richmond Tigers effective immediately. Yep, to Richmond fans, uh, Damien Hardwick really is a bit of a saviour. Richmond had years and years and years of not winning, going for long stretches without even winning a game, let alone having the prospect of winning a Premiership, but mm. under Hardwick, he brought the Tigers to victory in 2017, 2019, and 2020. It's been called the most successful period in the club's history. Uh, he's been in that job, though, for 14 years, and he said yesterday that it was time to go because it had just all become a bit too much. 
Hardwick's resignation came out of the blue to many in the footy world, but reports say that his players knew that the coach was pretty burnt out. Yep, it's a bit of a skill going out on top. (laughs) Claire, we talked recently about a gym in Melbourne that will set you back about a grand per week for membership. But what do you think about an ice cream that'll cost you US $6,400? Look, I'm not that much into ice cream, but I know plenty of people are. (laughs) And Guinness World Records has confirmed that this ice cream, which comes from a Japanese brand, uh, was officially the most pricey uh, Mm. in the world. It contains Italian white truffles, edible gold leaf, and also two types of cheese. Um, that is enough to make anybody not an ice cream person, Claire. It sounds like horrible. It sounds disgusting. Just got to open your mind, Alex. Give it a go. <laughs> Squeeze the day, Claire. Apart from the talks between Albanese and Modi today, what else can we look forward to? Look, I reckon it's a good day to have a listen to our latest shortcut, which is on the US debt ceiling crisis. Uh, it's been in the news quite a bit. It's certainly coming to a bit of a flashpoint, so it'll get you ahead of all of that. Head on over to Squiz Shortcuts to have a listen to that. Thank you for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.